Mm-hmm. So what was the outline of things that I probably missed? Uh, we talked about how I'm going to like burn down a police station if my internet goes. and um, That's cool. Then we talked about LaRue mm-hmm. and how they invented call- calling your your uh, calling your favorite sex person baby. <laughs> <laughs> they they did invent that, yeah. Yes, yeah you're all caught up now. <laughs> <laughs> no one no one ever did that before before no, LaRue. Definitely mm-hmm. not. It's such an unorthodox thing, calling the person you want to have sex with a child. It, it's <laughs> <laughs> Like, oh no, no, I could never like oh my god, no. <laughs> I could I could never like no, I could never use the term baby. I well, was it always freaked me out. Well, I'm I have to endure it now. So <laughs> I, I like I have friends who always say baby in their relationships. Like you don't know they're a baby guy mean. until then you meet them with their partner and they're like, Baby this, baby that. Yeah. I would never do that, and now I have a boyfriend that only constantly calls me baby. You, have you ever been with someone who would call you, uh, or have you ever called someone a bear or bastion? Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, that peaked. No. I love how, like, I love how Yuli just had, like, a reaction like those two kids just now. Oh my god! <laughs> no, that's disgusting. No. But, but people in Germany do it. It sounds, it sounds cute. Shots. That's why I don't fucking date Germans. That's why I don't date Germans. (laughs) Because they have horrible cousinam, like horrible nicknames for their lovers. Julia just just dates burly Italian man who call him my sweet gabagool. (laughs) No. Hey, you're my gabagool bear. Oh my God, bärchen or schatz. That's all disgusting. Why would you do that? I really thought Rob was about to say, you know, when you have like you have friends who call you baby, and you're like, Rob, what? No, I don't have friends. That call <laughs> <laughs> uh, I call my friends. Baby. That would be way cooler, actually, though, than like calling your 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 partner that. Like mm. calling your friends baby is like kind of endearing if you That's think about true. it. That's true. Yeah, I think sometimes I yeah. I, I've heard all right, that so before. we all calling. Calling someone swear- you have sex with baby is perverted and disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> so are we all are we all swearing here that we're going to call each other baby? Well, yes, baby. I mean, I, could, baby. I, I, I Yeah, you know, listen, listen. No, now it sounds like a '50s thing. Like, listen, listen here, baby. That's why we're doing it. Uh, I got that from. I think I first learned about that from the Easy German video. You watch those, Kieran? I think you would like them on YouTube. Oh, uh, what did they uh, call it, baby? I, Wait. No, Easy German Easy 208. German. I just looked it up. What Germans call their loved ones? Nothing. Uh, I, I, I <laughs> we don't love. Cause enough. Yeah, dann fangen wir doch mal nach. Los geht's. Actually, you can get behind the baby thing if it is. Oh, authentic. my kleine Geschlechtsverkehr partner. Ew, what the fuck, Nick? <laughs> I was trying to make it really just like literal, like a big long German word. Geschlechtsverkehr <laughs> partner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear God. Mopey. All right. Hey, 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 and welcome to an incredibly casual episode mm. of Corner Spacey. We've got the full gang here. Uh, I'm here. Uh, I'm joined by Yulia. Oh, that's me. Hi. Nick. Hi, I was I was hoping not to be last, and I'm not. Ha ha, Rob. <laughs> and also, Rob's here. I guess Nick's bought that. Jeez. 
Hallo, Schneckis. Schneckis. Oh, <lacht> okay, Look, I'm learning German. Okay, I'm learning all the worst German. Schnecke, oh Schatzi, Bärchen. Oh. Schneckel is oh, like... Stop it, these are all horrible. I know. But is Schneckel snail? Yeah, snail, Schneckel. Schneckel. Uh, there's only there's only one Irish one I know, and I kind of like it, which is Quizla, which is like that's pulse. Okay, that's pulse. Cool. Yeah, like heartbeat. <laughs> that's like that's that that's not the worst. It's not the worst. All the German ones are are really German bad. German are really bad yeah. with that. So I'm I'm <laughs> yeah. I'm taking baby. Like I'm fine with that actually. <laughs> now that I put what, them up, stack them up against all the German ones, yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, also, yeah, like I can't do anything against it. So, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, as we are getting used to uh, recording this stuff remotely, um, we were like, we are about five minutes away from recording this over an actual phone call. Um, that would have been wild, but doable. Listen here, Kieran, long time listener, first time caller. <laughs> I was almost your actual. Aunt. I was almost uh, forced to write Nick uh, like a long love letter, like from Civil War times, just describing <laughs> the jokes I wanted to make on the podcast. My dearest baby, my dearest baby, <laughs> my my dearest Nicholas. Uh, love you, baby. Uh. <laughs> Ooh, started in the Civil War, obviously. <laughs> Just ends with uwu. uwu. <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, yeah. So we're just gonna we're gonna we're just having a casual episode here. All right. We're the world is ending. Well, it's either yeah. Knowledge. It's either it's either dealing with yeah. It's either dealing with the outside world. Which uh, now nah, we've done that two weeks in a row, a row already. Yeah, um, everyone hates it. Or we deal with then our new world, which is an existence in self-isolation, having to communicate with your friends via the internet, which apparently now is being rationed, which we can very clearly tell because this is very difficult to record. Also, oh, since yeah. I got my uh, $1,200 check from the U.S. government, I don't have any complaints anymore. Government's working. What? <laughs> what? Wait, all, all Americans are getting $1,200. I actually need oh. to uh, send in my taxes so I actually get it. Helicopter money. Or what? Helicopter money. Yeah. Wait, do I wait, so if I have an American bank account still, do I get it? You need to have filed twenty eighteen or twenty nineteen taxes. Oh. Ah fuck. I didn't I don't I don't I didn't make any money. Well, you made money still just last year. Also, if you didn't make any money, you can still file taxes. W4. You just have to put zeros into all the things. Uh, but I don't have if was the W four, W two or the whatever. Fuck. I haven't filed any of those since I've lived here. We can counsel uh, off the air. <laughs> okay. I know that the IRS is listening to this now and they're like, what? Oh, an American hasn't paid their taxes living overseas? Like, I'm going to fucking get you. Uh-oh. It's really Fun like, fact, I've, done it, I've done it every taxes. year. You just write like a bunch of zeros and then you sign your name and you <laughs> send it in. Oh, I still there's have like to a, do my taxes. There's no double taxation uh, treaty. <laughs> Unless you make more than, uh, I looked it up, like $102,000. I really like I'm that. Never, I'm never making that much money in my entire life. Yeah, I really like the idea that the way Rob describes it, he just got like the back of a letter that like TK sent to him, and he's just like zero 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 (laughs) Rob. (laughs) Just it's worse than that. My dad just writes in all the zeros, and then I sign it. (laughs) That's sick. Oh, anyway, uh, going away from fucking tax chat. 
Um, let's let's talk about uh, what we've been watching because now that we're inside all the time, we've been resorted to be like watching some of the wildest stuff or some like really good stuff. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, no, the, the text chat is important to this because I've got my money and now I can just be a neat. I don't need to. I, I just get my steady stream. My twelve hundred dollars will last me, you know, probably forever. You know, if I budget it, <laughs> and I can just watch movies. I've done all, I've done all my spreadsheets. Rob's- Rob's gonna do the thing that Charlie does when he's like, it's like I can feed myself for a week with five bucks and just like grabs like he's like I'm gonna get vitamins and just like mush them up into a paste and make energy balls. <laughs> All right. Speaking of which, uh, I started watching Doomsday Preppers. King, so that's, yeah, like that's my one of my favorite shows. It's so called? good. Because they're all going to die. Yep. They're, yeah, they're all genuinely stupid. But they all look like they're having a lot of fun. Some of them. Some of them are fucking psychos. A lot of them are like, I, if I had a bunch of money just sitting around, I would want to like make a fort with me and my buddies in the middle of like, the New Mexican desert. Like That actually sounds like a good time. <laughs> yeah, there was like, I think it's the second episode that I watched yeah. where it's just like this very old couple who are spending their retirement in like this plateau in texas building like a yeah, sustainable dude, it's sick. house that's like that's one of the best ones yeah that just sounds like a nice retirement you, project yeah you your you know friends and you know all of assault weapons like that to me sounds like a really good time mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but then the the my favorite one is the one where he gets like a he, he basically gets this wife from Columbia and then has to like introduce her to the fact that he's no longer going to live in Somerset, Massachusetts, that he's actually going to like fuck off to an RV in the middle of the country Get after she on. just comes to America and deals with all that shit. Oh my God. They're so cool. I haven't seen that one. I just really like the one where the guy like destroys his thumb because he's too stupid to load a gun or like fire it or something. And then he faints. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's in season two, or at least the second season that's on Netflix. Yeah. He um he he shoots his thumb off like an absolute fucking idiot. Yeah. That guy, Gosh. big respect, Arizona energy. That dude lives in like Glendale or something <laughs> like that, or Gilbert. And um this guy, you know, like yeah, just like thinks he's a fucking operator, and then um the gun misfires in his hand and it shoots his thumb off. Yep. It's when he wants to and, take his kids shooting. Jesus. Yeah. Oh God! It was yeah. That that was that that was definitely one of my favorite ones. Another one that oh, there was really good was this other guy that faints because exactly out. yes 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 yes. <laughs> this other fucking guy who's like a doctor in Texas, <laughs> yeah. and then they're like, oh, we're like we're having our security measures where they have their outposts, that then they make sure that no one's like they make an IED, the IED goes off, and they have like a dummy that they start shooting at. Well, the one dude has um, yeah, he invites like, like this family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His buddy then is supposed to give suppressing fire when they're inside the outpost. And then he shoots his gun from inside the outpost and it it makes the other dude deaf from the sound. <laughs> and then he starts crying and starts throwing up and shit like that. It's so good. Yeah, Christ. and then he thinks he would never hear again. And then he said like, oh, I don't know if I can have you here anymore and shit like that. And it's like, yeah. this was about trust. And <laughs> they're all such so babies. much good to watch. They're such babies. Yeah. All right. Is there anything I, you know, because being, I think studying the science of Marxism-Leninism is somewhat like doomsday prepping because it's just, you know, um, it, it's, it's more suited to my uh, skills, which is sitting and reading and not moving. Um, <laughs> but I think it is psychologically preparing yourself for a 
for a great change that is coming. So I think that I, I think that I can I can understand these people. I think we're on the same page. So what like tips have you learned from doomsday prepping that that could apply to us or our audience? <laughs> Uh, from wait, is this just a general question? This is well from Doomsday Preppers, or uh, you because you all seem to know the show quite well, and I've never heard of it. Yeah. Oh no, 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 absolutely. Um, uh, like the only tidbit of advice because there is like like in between all of it, there is like actual things and like lessons that you can get out of it. The biggest one is that then like that I've gotten from the show. Is that then everyone's all like, when shit hits the fan, I'm going to get my ass out of here. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And the thing about it is, yeah, the thing about it is that then in reality, like let's say that then something were actually bad that then would happen. Um, The last thing you'd want to do is like actually move from where you are. So your, your initial thing should just be to stay put unless you like absolutely need to leave like a hurricane or something like that where you're being evacuated. So that is like an actual lesson I learned is that everything that these people do, don't do that. Stay where you are. Make sure yeah. that you have enough. I mean, and even like like what we've been doing like right now. I'm not gonna lie. I had to think about Doomsday Preppers half the time, being like, all those idiots would be dead by now <laughs> because they would have like fled to the middle of fucking nowhere or whatever, and then probably have starved themselves out by the time of being like, yep, we're just gonna wait out the you know the uh, the quarantine here in you know the you know forest of Brandenburg by ourselves having no actual outdoor skills whatsoever because they learn everything from like youtube or something like that um and the only skill that they actually have at least in the u.s is that they're just all like shooting guns and then they all just like collecting canned stuff some of them are a little bit smarter but the most like the overall majority of them are idiots (laughs) only thing is you just stay put and you make sure that then you have enough stuff and that that's helped so far for me not gonna lie the two things that I've kind of like picked up um, that I find really interesting about the show are the people who are like best prepared. So like the thing is that before they investigate like how each person is preparing and stuff, they ask them like, why are you preparing? Like what is your doomsday scenario that you think is like right around the corner? Um, the ones who are always the, like the most prepared I find are the ones who have the least plausible. Yeah. Here's how the world's <laughs> going to end thing. Like there's North Korea is going to attack the United States with. <laughs> no, there, there, there was this one guy who was like, um, I want to say he was in, I want to say he was in Illinois somewhere, and um, he owned like a secondhand phone shop, and it was like he had the whole thing decked out, like his entire house run on solar power. Um, he'd been like, he had several side businesses. He had yeah. enough food to last him and his family for like. I think something like 14 years. Like, it was ridiculous. But then it's like, the world's going to end because there's going to be a big earthquake that tears the United States in half. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) The Bugs Bunny gif is real. He's just going to saw the US in half. Um, And it's like, okay, that's interesting. The other one is this entire show is just the uh, epitome of the good, like, Homer Simpson... um, it's a good Homer Simpson quote that I did not get as a child because I did not understand American culture until I watched the show. But the uh, Halloween episode where like they tell Homer he has to kill Flanders and he's just like, do I dare kill my neighbor? Do I dare live out the American dream? Because <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's all these people want to do. Like every, yeah. also, They all have their like apocalypse scenario. There's going to be economic collapse. Uh, Iran is going to attack there's going to be a terrorist attack that blows up a nuclear power plant or whatever. But all of it is just like, 
that's just background dressing. The important yeah. thing is the unruly swine will start to take my thing. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's all about that. <laughs> yeah, I know when the apocalypse yeah. coming. It's when my fucking next door neighbor won't clear the brush that is on my side of the property line. <laughs> <laughs> who wasn't it? Rand Paul who got like an actual fucking altercation with his like yes. yeah, exactly. Name. Yeah, he, he deserved God, it. King what? shit. Yeah, uh, Rand what Paul's happened there. Yeah. Yeah, Rand Paul's for neighbor the beat the shit out of him for something for something really, really, really small. Like he had, he had a. Um, I think it was a tree on his property. No, Rand Paul was being a dick. I remember Rand Paul kept cutting yeah, yeah, down yeah. trees, even when he said not to. Like his neighbors, mm-hmm. like don't do that because it's on my side. And then he did it anyway, and he was like piling up the brush, like right next to. Like I, I it, it seemed intentional. Just to piss violate his neighbor off. my NAP. What? Someone like him deserves that, especially with like the politics he stands for. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. sorry, Yulia, you are violating the non-aggression policy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trees cannot sign the non-aggression policy. It's, it's non-aggression, it's non-aggression pact, pact, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's, it's non-aggression pact. pact, pact <laughs> it's a policy. They can't enter into the pact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You guys no, are mixing um, it up with the NEP. <laughs> yes. <yeah. laughs> Damn, fuck. The new aggression pact. <laughs> Um, oh god but yeah the thing uh, well, you know the thing too the thing too with oh, yeah. like doomsday preppers that i see that it's just like also like internalized or just like it, it can only be american too is exactly the thing of that homer simpson quote mm-hmm. of like how many people i see on instagram back in phoenix who are like damn i wish it was zombies you know so that thing like every every fucking just douchebag american wants to like pretend that they would be like Yo, like fucking virus, I can't kill it, but I fucking go ape shit on some zombies, bro. Like, mm-hmm. and there was actually that really bad, uh, uh, what's it called? That like really bad, like troop made zombie movie, you know, that just like really yeah. perfectly encapsulates that. Well, a lot of zombie called. movies, like, there's an era of zombie movies which is just uh, fantasies about killing your neighbors. Yeah, yeah, it's that. Yeah, and it really is like, like I've seen so many people <laughs> um, talk about Corona this way of like, yo, man, like. Well, this is fucked. I can't kill my neighbor. Like, this is bullshit. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so what else? What else? Uh, Rob, what have you been watching? Well, I wanted to say um, I watched a zombie movie this week. I've been watching a mix of Apocalypse movies and Studio Ghibli movies. Got to balance oh, out the, uh, the the tonalities. Um, yeah, I haven't those, been doing any work. Those are two political uh, extremes. Yeah, the two genders. Yeah. Um, so... I'm not sure what I've learned from the Apocalypse movies. Um, they were pretty good. Children of Men is a great movie. It is. It's a brilliant movie. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant movie. Watched it several times. Um, a lot has already been said about how it like describes not the future, but like our current time when no future is possible, or like it's impossible to imagine because everyone just goes through their daily life. Because uh, history it's ended, good. Rob. What? It's because history ended. History been ended. Yeah, history history done did end a long time ago. Done did end. <laughs> done did end. It's there's a new there's a new uh, past tense has been created in English to describe history. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh god. No, yeah. those are good films. Um I don't think I'm in the mental state to watch any post apocalyptic stuff right now. Mm-hmm. Um the other thing I've been watching is just like episode after episode of House. 
Um, that is worse. Yeah, well, that, is that is so much worse. Apocalyptic. <laughs> oh my god! I couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't deal with some fucking just like like you know drugged out doctor show right now. No, sorry, I'm with Rob on this. I would much I would much rather watch an apocalypse movie than than watch House Kira, or no, anything no, I'm, like medicine related. I'm I'm gonna pitch why I find this comforting right, right now. Please, is because I feel like House is what the um is what the people in charge are like right now. They're just like low-key racist, low-key sexist, wildly overconfident in their own abilities, Yay. absolute disregard for anyone underneath them. But you know what happens in house? They actually solve it. So <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's, that's like the vision, right? Situation or whatever. There's like yeah. literally so when, every when house. The- Go ahead, Julia. Except for like the sad moments when people die, like there are some sad people dying. Yeah, but I've been, I've been running I've been running the numbers. That's like twice a season. Yeah, That's twice out of every twenty four episodes. I know, but I'm talking about like main characters having cancer and shit like that. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm I'm on season four right oh, now. Come shit. on, <laughs> <laughs> come on, it's old. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. But I think you saying, I think Rob? you nailed it, Kieran, because. What's funny about House is like it's exactly what you say. Everyone like the the House guy is like, yeah, he's racist and sexist and a fucking asshole. But you know, at the end, he he just has this breakthrough. So and every episode is like, yeah, he's actually playing ten D chess. And then this is literally like a Deus Ex Machina every time that he comes up with like, yeah, it's lupus or whatever. Which is, vision, Actually, which is the vision? Which is the vision of the elites? They're like, yeah, I might be racist, sexist, and everyone hates me, but I'm going to come up with the right answer at the end. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're not, <laughs> but that is absolutely the vision. Um, so I do think House captures our moment. And when you texted that you were watching House, I thought, um, you know, I'm watching Children of Men, uh, Twelve <laughs> Monkeys, like these vi- these visions of an apocalyptic future. But I think your, I think House captures the future better because when joe biden uh he either is going to lose or just get kicked off the ticket but he's going to be valorized as like look at the sacrifice he made and i think they're going to remake house with joe biden as house <laughs> no, uh, that would be brilliant especially if they just had to like um you know, basically improv every episode. Like the writers definitely write something, but then he goes on in his own <laughs> he trail. Can't, he yeah. can't do a fun. Listen here, Jack. Does he it always like with... move out of the camera accidentally? Yeah. So he's yeah. like never in the shot. <laughs> no, but they're like they're forced to follow him. Like it, yeah. it, they have to make it seem like what is happening was intentional. <laughs> so like every episode is just like someone comes in with a really interesting case. Oh, it's really dramatic. Some like special effects zoom into one of their important blood vessels bursting for no reason and then the last 20 minutes of the episode is he's gone and got ice cream for himself that's <laughs> kind of nice <laughs> it keeps going on about how he how he used to get ice cream all the time when he was working as a lifeguard and the kids would come by and stroke his legs or whatever the fuck it is uh, and everyone's <laughs> waiting for the episode where obama cameos but it never comes <laughs> <laughs> but i do think it would capture liberal mindset like how Penn is working for Obama or whatever now and is watching the new house reboot and is like, damn, I got to get back on the show. He's going to ask Obama to like kill him off so that he can go back to the (laughs) fake universe. Maybe Obama can do a triple tap on Cal Penn so he can return to the the, the fake world. (laughs) Oh, God. So you've... 
I have also been enjoying Rob has been like finally dipping his toe into anime. Yeah. Mm. Finally. With the, with the Ghibli A stuff. graceful yeah, right. toe dip. About time. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but you've been watching like you've been watching some good stuff, but also like the basic stuff, like you've been watching some Ghibli. You've been finding that good. Well, I, I've just been all the Studio Ghibli's are on Netflix, which I mean the whole Netflix thing is I I'm kind of like it's kind of bad how much influence Netflix has over our culture. Like there's just one oh, yeah. thing like I didn't watch that Tiger King shit mostly because I'm sure it's good, but I kind of have this contrarian thing where I'm like, this is literally just a thing because Netflix produced it and it's like here it's like taking a big spoon and forcing it to everyone's mouth. Like this is what you're going to talk about. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. This is your this is your interpersonal. Uh, relationships and communication it's going to be framed around our you know whatever we decided to produce that existed before Mm. netflix did were you not there when breaking bad was on tv no it's it's worse with netflix because on tv like you have cable and yeah everyone tunes in to watch breaking bad because people like it or game of thrones or whatever actually but netflix is like you're on this platform you all pay for this platform and netflix like they boost it so you log on and they're like watch fucking tiger king in big you know letters or whatever as, as soon as you log on you know like all right i will I guess let you know that i will for. let you know that yulia and and i steal my sister's netflix account thank you very exactly. much also i stream illegally so like breaking bad and shit like that illegally streamed on minecraft um <laughs> all the other shit that i'm watching like 90 days fiance fucking illegally streamed oh, yeah. so like i have yeah. options kids i have options <laughs> so yeah. i don't need I guess- to watch what netflix offers me so I would. So I, 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 I kind of agree with Rob, but there, there's like a slight difference because I think what was happening with um, Breaking Bad is still kind of what's happening with like the Marvel movies and like the new Star Wars and stuff, where the pressure to watch those is like a social pressure. Mm. Like I have to watch the Marvel movies so I can keep up with other people's conversations. That's basically or just like don't why talk I'm pro- to other people. That's what I do. Yeah, I mean, the, I, mean <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna say, the virus I've never that now. I've seen maybe two or three Marvel movies, and I'm perfectly equipped for yeah. all conversations because everyone I also know doesn't doesn't watch these movies either, <laughs> except for Kieran because yeah, 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 he broke like, his okay. brain with them. Yes, I did. I did. But like, that's why. Like, I I had a very hard time vocalizing when the fourth avengers came out why i was so annoyed (laughs) but it was because i feel like i was only watching that film so that there was other people like when people mentioned it or talked about it or referenced it i would know what the fuck they were doing uh rather than i actually want to watch this whereas the netflix situation is like because they control the method of delivery they're forcing like everyone to talk about this one thing exactly um where i think it's the reverse with what Breaking Bad was was like yeah, I have to watch Breaking Bad to keep up with the like water cooler talk in the office or whatever. Yeah, no, that is. I <laughs> so, guess that so it's is kind different. of like. I mean, okay, it, it kind of like has to do with like this platform thing, you know. Yeah, so exactly. we get our service from this platform, you know. We get our, and and since Netflix like provides the content of the platform of the, and a lot of people don't even use cable anymore. It is, as hmm. Rob said, kind of like, a monopoly. In the sense oh yeah, of definitely. Content, what we're watching. It's but yeah, look, we need to be the monopoly content. This podcast. <laughs> Obviously, you can stream whatever you want, and you have all these options. But like, yeah, what are you going to watch? Like, I don't know. You're tired in the evening, coming home from work, yeah. or after working at home, or whatever you're doing. Yeah. 
And you're like, I'm going to watch something. And it's like, I don't want to go find something. I'll just see what Netflix tells me yeah, to watch. And, yeah, and the first thing is Tiger King right now. <laughs> I don't know. It just seems to me like Netflix is a Morton Joe. And it just like gives you just a little bit of water very grandly. Just like cracks it open. And just like a little a few episodes of Tiger King sprinkle out. And it just washes over you. And you're like, I guess I feel you alive. See- like what you see on Netflix is very dictated on like there's ways of like breaking open their algorithm. Mm-hmm. Like the first time when I started watching Terrace House, and it's just like, oh shit, Netflix has decided I need to see all the like Japanese and Korean yeah. content they have. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like, I and you know. get all sorts of wild recommendations after that. The same thing That's goes true. if you start like watching uh, when they had RuPaul's Drag Race on there. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Then you, you get you get all the yeah. they have it. Yeah, you get all the uh, um, anything and everything that then could queer be shows. queer. Yeah, yeah, or LGBT. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and the, the thing, the thing, the thing with 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 like I don't know. I I I the, I'm never really drawn into like the things that Netflix features on their first on their front page. So I do think that there is something just like genuinely like the situation that we're in. And maybe like it is there is like some big conspiracy that they were like saving this for when we're all in quarantine because it is such a just like memeable show. But I know that then like half the time whenever Netflix like gives me an ad for something that just looks god awful, I avoid it like the absolute plague. No matter if anyone's talking about it or not, because Netflix, like made for Netflix shows, are horrible. Then made for Netflix documentaries are also fucking atrocious. I actually watched some of those, especially the teenage movies that are about teenage angst, depression, and shit like that. I'm always like, okay, that looks like something not easy to watch, but kind of kind of easy to watch, but also like kind of sad, kind of like I don't know. <laughs> I find them very entertaining. The Netflix made shows. Yeah, well, I mean, movies. there was the there's the, the the Netflix shows that I there's a lot of different types of the Netflix original shows, but the ones yeah. that I don't like are the um, a lot of the drama series, which end up just being like ten hour long movies. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah, I, I can't uh, even I can't think of those. one like that. Mind Hunter was like a ten hour long movie. Oh, I've, like I don't. I've, I've heard of the name like once or twice. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that I think, is. I think I feel like any drama that's like any scripted drama on Netflix yeah. is basically that. I remember I watched the like the two ones about like Berlin and those are maybe the worst shows I've ever seen. Which one? There was the or maybe it was just one and I just thought it was two. <laughs> there was remember it was it was no 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 yeah no there were two. There's the one where then the guy is a CIA operative. And then it yeah. uh, Berlin Station dog shit show. I only watched oh, it because it yeah. said Berlin on the thing, and I'm like, I'm curious of where I'm this like, is filmed. I live in Berlin. <laughs> I live in Berlin, and holy shit, it was really bad. I think I got three episodes in and stopped watching it. And then there was the one that was so bad, I loved it, which was Dogs of Berlin, which was like, let's oh, take yeah, four yeah. blocks and make it like four blocks is actually a good series. Yeah, um, it's like if the Germans figured out like American crime shows. Um, and actually executed them decently, and then four dogs. Uh, 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 what is it? Four dogs. Four dogs. Dogs of Berlin was like, well, let's do that, but like, just make it for just really fucking, like, you know, species German audience. So it's 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 horribly racist. Um, <laughs> it's just generic, like just stereotype on stereotype on stereotype. And I really enjoyed it. I really wish that there's a second season because it was so bad. I liked it. 
and I have nothing else to say about it other than you should watch it if it exists in your country still. It may have been so bad that they took it off Netflix. <laughs> oh, they they uh, they bury the shows that don't do well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it is it is every like it's literally just like the plot line is like if Mesut Özil was killed by the Turkish mafia because someone gets into like a gambling debt or something. Fuck! Now I remember. The you remember that. it now? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 the star German, the star German athlete is actually a yeah. Turkish guy, which then ends up in a race war in like the middle of nowhere in Berlin yeah, <laughs> at the end of it. Like Hellerstorf. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's so fucking bad. It's 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 good. Yeah. Um, what have you been watching, Yulia? Like I said yesterday, I watched all the bright places, <laughs> which is. A movie about two teenagers and like I don't know, yeah, teenager movies. That I'm watching, and of course, I watched The Circle. <laughs> oh, The Circle, so good! Yeah, especially in times like these, it just seems like it's a normal conversation they're having. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> the Circle is just you and your homies podcasting. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm watching stuff like that. I'm watching good movies uh in between like i actually ha- like made a list of stuff that the problem is you can't just like you know you want to just you're bored as fuck you just want to get into a movie but you don't really don't want to get into a movie you know what i mean so you really don't want to concentrate that much you just want to relax <laughs> so yeah. like a lot of that those movies i i still have on the list and like i watch some of them from time to time but i i also watch a lot of reality tv and, <laughs> Good. and angst growing up movies That's about teenagers <laughs> being angsty being angsty yeah and dying uh, sometimes and oh. sad stuff what have you learned from uh these shows like, do you feel, I would feel like, uh, like way OP, you know, like these teenagers have all these teenager problems and it's like, yeah, I see that, but like, I can handle that now. I'm, I'm in my <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, like, her sister dies and she falls in love with this boy, but he is kind of like, he has his own problems. Then he kills himself. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the teenage movies I'm watching. <laughs> uh, so, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. If, if I can, uh, the, the reason I went on my Netflix soliloquy <laughs> was to introduce, like it was just uh, self-flagellating because I am watching Studio Ghibli just because they're all on Netflix now. So, I'm just, <laughs> you know, a slave you to can, the algorithm like everybody yeah, else. Yeah, you can, you can, you can do it and participate and and acknowledge it. It's fine. Yeah, I, I um, still have to, I still have to like finish a lot of like anime TV shows that I started, but I haven't mm, finished. You know, I, I, so. I I've been doing that too. If they don't immediately grip you, you just have to drop but them. There's not enough time yeah. to watch all of them. Yeah, but there are a lot like some that uh, that uh, really got me. Like if I really yeah. want to like, just like watch food i, I want to watch food wars you know <laughs> food wars <laughs> so, yeah, like, this, <laughs> this is the thing that happened when like rob was like looking for more anime recommendations he was like what's like what's the good stuff uh like not the meme stuff that you like yeah. and i'm like there's there's no distinction between these two things those are <laughs> those are both the same thing what are you talking about rob i like the animes <laughs> that teach me about eco-socialism and have little 12 <laughs> year old protagonists which seem to be every studio ghibli movie 
that is true. I mean, yeah, that that is what Studio Ghibli does. I have to say, um, I like the studio. I like, um, like, I always, I'd seen Princess Mononoke a long time ago. It's still my favorite Studio Ghibli movie. Um, I like those. I guess you could call them fantasy ones. Um, the Studio Ghibli that's just like the like the movie version of Animal Crossing, where they're just like walk around, do do do. I'm cute, and then the movie ends. They're all right, but uh, I get kind of bored. Ah uh, no, no, the the beautiful. I like. I've been re- I've been watching a lot of his stuff, especially some of the stuff that I missed. Um, yeah. Like I watched was it Ocean Waves, which there was. Oh never yeah, like yeah, Ocean Waves, yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah, they never did it like well. a. There's no English dub of it still no. so like if you want to watch it in english you have to watch it with subtitles I watch it um nice there's yeah there's like europe there's ve- like french and german and italian of dogs, course there's because, no, like yeah. yeah it's europe yeah we like uh, culture <laughs> yeah culture baby um but like yeah i i like ocean ways i like the kind of weird biographical slice of life stuff that ghibli does mm-hmm. um i also i also really like ghibli's comedies like I, I really love Pocaroso. That's a bop. That's just, an absolute fucking yeah, bop. That's true. That may be one Such of my favorites. One. Just saying. But um, yeah, Rob, you need to you need to get into the like, I don't know. You need to get into the 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 representations of the various genres of anime. Yeah. Like you 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 need to watch. I don't know what's a good one. Oh, I think actually no, Rob, you'll love this because it's it's set in like a fictional Europe. You need to watch Full Metal Alchemist. All right, oh, all right. I've heard yeah. of that one. Yeah, the leader is called King Fuhrer Bradley. <laughs> <laughs> king Fuhrer. <laughs> king Fuhrer. Not only a Fuhrer, but also a king. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, what you were saying about like like uh, movies like uh, Ocean Waves or like mm. Your Name or something like that, you know? Oh, Your Name is so fucking I good. I love it. Yes. I love it, yeah. And I, I really like, I like these movies because it's so pretty. It's so amazing. Like yeah. I don't know. It's... Well, it's not maybe not as much action as in like the full fantasy ones, you know. Yeah. But it's so pretty and like I don't know the way it's so it's so beautiful. It's beautiful, yeah. It makes me calm. I don't know. It's (laughs) I can't explain it. (laughs) It's good emotional. Actually, yeah, I recommend that one to Rob. So Rob, if you want to like, if you want ghibli quality but you want to move out of like ghibli as a studio mm-hmm. then your name which is on netflix yeah all right but if you I'll want to watch it, it in english you Wait, have your to, name you have to use a vpn i thought you said full metal like... alchemist full well. Alchem- <laughs> yeah different. full metal alchemist <laughs> is um is what we, what we would call a shonen anime anime for boys anime uh, for boys <laughs> for boys it doesn't have that girl stuff in it <laughs> Rob, like Rob, your brother has uh, been turned into a suit of armor by like a weird fucking science curse. Yeah, stuff for boys. <laughs> <laughs> An anime that smells like those spray, you know, like uh, Old Spice sprays that you wear in seventh grade. Like an axe. Yeah, yeah it's, axe. The, it's the anime yeah. equivalent of a can of axe. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I like the ones where they teach me about socialism, like um, Castle in the Sky. That's about socialism. Yeah, okay. If you yeah. want stuff like that, then go for like Kill a Kill is like yeah, an anti fascist. Yeah, Kill a Kill's Kill a Kill's fantastic. Kill a Kill oh my god, best. Yeah. Sounds like, it's like sounds anti- like communism already, am I right? Let's let's add to that <laughs> hundred million. <laughs> no, it's anti it's anti fascism, but in the ultimate anime way, it's set in a high school. <laughs> exactly. Where, that's where <laughs> the resistance starts, school. the tip of the spear. 
I should clarify for people listening who haven't seen it. The Castle in the Sky is about socialism, not because there's a like a utopia in the sky that is built off of like a long history of industry and knowledge and then turns into this eco like it sheds that and reaches like the eco utopia communist paradise. No, it's about socialism because the main character has a girlfriend drop out of the sky for him, which is what socialism <laughs> is about. It delivers you a girlfriend from the sky. Um, but like, yeah, no, uh, Hayao Miyazaki is like, he's anti-capitalist from an environmentalist perspective. Because he's like, he's a real fucking, if you've watched any Ghibli films, you know he's like enamored with nature. Yeah, he, he loves nature. Um, yeah, posting like, a little he, bit of eco-fashion sometimes. Eco-fashion, uh, eco-fascism. Fashion. E- eco-fashion, <laughs> yes. <laughs> but like, yeah, yeah well, I, I came across that in the zombie movies too. Like, even even a movie like Twenty Eight Days Later, which is pretty good. Like, it's a critique of military and stuff. They still have to be like, damn, what if we're the virus? Those horses look so beautiful running around. Like, is there any uh, apocalypse movie that doesn't have at least, like, a little bit of that? Children of Men is pretty disciplined. Um, they just have that scene with the deer. But that's it. Yeah, I mean, you could do, like, a compare and contrast of, like, the original Dawn of the Dead versus Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, which is just yeah. fascism. Um, everything he changes about it. It literally opens with, like, a woman in a burqa, like, eating someone um, because mm-hmm. it was made in the Iraq war times. Um, oh, I think I've also told you this as well. It opens with like a truck very slowly crashing into a petrol station, and everyone was like, "Why is this truck moving so slowly?" Nine eleven, and then so, yeah, someone realized it was like traced over the footage of the plane crashing into the tower. That's beautiful. Zack Snyder, uh, absolute insane person. But also watch Food Wars. That's another anime you should yes. watch. I got, I'm going to be honest with you. Food Wars is not on my list. <laughs> it should it, be. It should be. It's really good. Yeah, it should be. I have to watch informative things that teach me about history and politics. No, no, stop it, you nerd! <laughs> Food Wars deals with 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 class. Speaking Just of, like, um, actually, yes, there is a reading of that that Food Wars does deal with class. Yeah, very much. <laughs> it's very obvious, actually. But, he's yeah. he's a he's a he's the son of someone who owns a diner. He can't possibly be a good cook. Yep, I see. Yeah. Speaking of uh, speaking of class, I hear uh, Nick, you've been watching The Sopranos. I have been actually. I'm on I'm on season four already. Now that's a show I want to watch. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, I've seen like bits and pieces of it because it was always a show that then like my parents were watching. But I never like like I see I think I seen like the last the last two seasons, but I had not seen everything up up until that. So it's been like a nice mm. nice refresher. Not into the sense like I don't give a shit about the mafia stuff. It just is a perfect <laughs> insight into the state of New Jersey, which is where my mom's from, and it, it's it's too real. Like it's a little bit too much for me to come to terms with at times. Uh, Wait, back up for a second. Uh, what do your parents think about it? <laughs> they oh my mom fucking loves like like it's her favorite show of all time. Got good taste. Yeah, uh, it, it. I mean, like to be very fair, I mean, it is a it is a really good show. Um, it, there's a reason why, like, so many, uh, uh, you know, like people like Milo just meme it all the fucking time. Like, it 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 definitely has that quality. But it's like, 
there's a ridiculousness of it that just kind of like hits a little bit too close to home for me. And I really appreciate it for that. And that's that's like the thing <laughs> I'm having the most fun of is just how like New Jersey the show is. Like the mom is like the most stereotypical old person from New Jersey who's just all like, oh, just let me die. This and like just dumb shit like that. I, I, I can't describe it. It's just as my mom says, it's the, the New Jersey state of mind. And I can't sum it up as anything more than that. But the Sopranos encapsul- like encapsulates the New Jersey state of mind probably better than any other media. That maybe like Jersey Shore probably just if you want to be stupid and funny <laughs> about it. Yeah, but, sure. Yeah, no, I've been I've been watching that. I've been watching I've been watching Tiger King, obviously because I'm a, I'm a you know I'm a I'm a little piggy who uh, follows the Netflix algorithm according to Rob. All right, can, <laughs> I haven't seen Tiger King. So based on the memes, there's a guy who owns a tiger. He's the only good one. Everyone else sucks. Uh, he no. ran. I didn't know he ran for governor. Uh, that's some new. He ran for president too. He ra- yeah. so did he own. A private, like a for-profit zoo, or did he save the tiger from the for-profit zoo? Well, uh, just look what at him. What was that Rob? part? This is this is my reconstruction of the plot of the show. Okay, you're gonna you're gonna stop doing this. I, I this this <laughs> happened on the the Gearovision live stream where you just mentioned Tom Nook, and I was like so excited that you were playing Animal Crossing, and you're just like, I just picked it up from the internet milieu, the the rich Iker that I siphoned off of Twitter, and I'm like, God damn it, Rob. Um. I mean, if I'm forced could, to read it, I'm gonna regurgitate the content. You know what, Rob? I, I <laughs> actually, I would like, like, we can do, like, we can do a thing. You know, like the 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 thing of of uh, people were told to like create the Harry Potter plot, even though they've never read the books, and they come with just like these like ridiculous like things that are not remotely <laughs> close to the story. I want you to do that with what you know of Tiger King already. So go, like, I like I like where your mind's going already. So there's the one good guy. There's not much more. I imagine he like takes his tiger out for a walk to show off, like just he and his tiger against the world. Um, okay, keep 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 going. I think he's like, uh, like the the pitch is I guess somewhat similar to like making a murderer. Like I guess he's supposed to be some kind of bad guy, but you sympathize with him. I don't think he's murdered anybody, but that's the that's the pitch <laughs> in the Netflix show. Um, that's all I got. I mean. I think your description was is, way too vague that it, you're kind of not. Is really the off. show about neoliberalism? That's my question. The Sopranos, um, I believe, is about neoliberalism. Well, the Sopranos is about just like, yeah, like the the the. I don't know. It's a. It's it's a. New Jersey. I, I, the ultimate I, product of new. I, yeah, I'm about to say what, it's a product of neoliberalism. It's also kind of like in that weird, like late '90s, early 2000s thing of like where culture is just like kind of just like in this like slosh of just unsure of what then yeah i mean end of history sort of bullshit and whatnot and it, i mean it does deal with like the post-industrial sort of side of neoliberalism i mean obviously and like this kind of like well, search for but tiger king is not about i mean probably about neoliberalism it's just about a, a cool dude who you know wants to do cool dude stuff and some people won't let him and that's just that's the <laughs> ultimate crime here. Now, um, the thing that's really wild to me with it too is that then it isn't just him. There's other people in the show too who have not gotten who've not gotten nearly as much attention as Joe Exotic, who are far more interesting than Joe. Right, Exotic. Right, that's his name, Joe Exotic. I thought that was yeah. two separate things people were referencing until yesterday. No, no, no. Joe Exotic is is one one beautiful, beautiful man. He is the Tiger King. 
I like he when it wraps the, up like that. Like then I'm like, okay, there's only one thing I have missed, not two. Yeah. No, he um the the other people in the show are are just as, if not more interesting than Joe Exotic. I mean Joe Exotic is a character, but there's like the other dude who then kind of started this whole trend of like making these um yeah, tiger farm, you know, not tiger farms, um uh like weird uh, zoos. Private basically. zoos, yeah. And yeah. he has like a harem where he has like eight wives and all of his wives he underpays who they he like they have to work there and they like like he apparently like murders all the baby tigers there's like very little attention paid to like him but he's far more he was like a magician at one point too like you know why why don't we have memes actually to be very honest i forgot his name because joe exotic is just so like in your face um steals the show yeah he is yeah i mean it is it is it isn't just that then there's this one dude going around being an absolute piece it's of shit it's like an industry almost yeah, yeah it's an industry where they all know each other they all do business business with each other and they're all equally as stupid as each other which is just what makes it so perfect that is also neoliberalism <laughs> yeah I, probably yeah i don't know but well, so my again i've never seen the sopranos but my understanding of it is uh, I guess you could call it postmodern instead, because there's an image of how, like, whatever. Um, let's take Tiger King for example. So I imagine there's an image of like, you know, this is what fucking P.T. Barnum or whoever it is, Bailey or Barnum. P.T. Barnum, Barnum was like, like he was a business king and doing all this stuff and running the circus. And you have that same idea a little bit later in time, but with the like classic like mafia gangsters, like they had a code, they had ethics and stuff. And that was tied to a bygone economic era in the United States. And what you have now is just those myths that you think you can like grab onto, like, yeah, I'm like this person. But then what you're actually exposed to is just the reality of the current situation. Like you can keep living off that myth. Um, that's all we got. But like, it's kind of, I don't know whether to call it ironic or like just humorous to see like how it actually plays out in reality. Yeah, I mean, like, well, the the thing about it that I think that the, a show like The Sopranos does better than like other crimes because the, the way that, that I've kind of had this going in my head is that like there have obviously been been shows after it. Like, I would say that like Sons of Anarchy is like The Sopranos for rednecks, um, which is like it's just a. a she, like it tries to do then the whole thing of like see there's this guy who's conflicted this and that and that but he's just doing what he has to do because you know he was born in this life where I think the Sopranos being like you said like postmodern is just kind of like yeah taking this thing of like like I'm glad that it isn't like an Italian dude who made the show because it would have just been really fucking lame obviously like see there's just cool dudes who have friends and whatnot they're just doing <laughs> cool friend guy stuff but in reality it's yeah I mean it is all of all of that that yeah, I, uh, the 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 postmodern condition of it, it, like, is it not like of just all of it being just kind of like falling apart around then the character and this family and stuff like that mm. because it just doesn't function in like a modern world and whatnot, and yet he's still an absolute piece of shit, you know? Like, it's still like I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I got nothing else really. <laughs> <laughs> well something you said before i think yulia said it too is that uncut gems is about neoliberalism and i think that's the same reason like you have someone 
who he doesn't have like yeah, a clear, exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah. he doesn't have a clear like person he's copying, but he's like about that hustle. Clearly the hustle's fucking uh, anxiety inducing. Like, but you just act <laughs> like, yeah, I got swag. Everything's fine. Um, it's the same idea, right? You see every, I, I think that that movie does a good job because it like just has just enough connections to like, the, like where they got the crystal or whatever it's called, the opal from in, yeah. uh, I forget, I forget where the, the mine was somewhere in sub-Saharan Africa. And then you have the connections with like, he, like Adam Sandler's character is at one level in relation to like the bat to Kevin Garnett as a basketball player and the weekend as like a singer and about how they're all like, it's just like this strive for fame, clout, whatever you want to call it, is built upon like just the fumes of this economic system. It's not a productive process. It's just trying to like, you know, carve out a little bit of clout for yourself while the while the giant pool of available clout shrinks and shrinks like the Errol Sea or something. Yeah, I think that that's fair. <laughs> but he's cool, so that's why it's all right. That's the thing I always wonder is that like who are like I know the type of people who like finds these characters cool, but yeah, they're they're but, not like it's it's wrong to say that they're not cool because they obviously are cool under these like like you, you can see the like facade. No, like, no, of course, no one's inherently cool. You can see the facade about how it's created um, without like dismiss, dismissing it outright. Like you can't think like you just have to accept that like the constructed nature of it. Whoa, they're trying to build a prison. Hey guys, Sonic here. When I'm not speeding through Green Hill Zone and trying to talk Dr. Robotnik or listening to Serge Tanky and blast his beautiful Armenian pipes, I listen to Corner Spady, my favorite European political podcast. You can support them at patreon.com forward slash Corner Spady. Whoa, I love chili dogs, but for the price of one chili dog a month at a really expensive ball game, you can support this great podcast. Oh, I gotta go, gotta go fast. Why do they always send the boy? I want Kieran to explain his uh, dissertation because we didn't get to it. <laughs> I'll mention briefly what fucking Full Metal Alchemist. Um, yeah, I got I got to do a really weird dissertation in school because I did graphic design in college and they just let you do whatever the fuck as your dissertation. Um, Wait, it, so are you a doctor? Do you have a PhD? Is that why you wrote a dissertation? Or is it a master's no, thesis? No, no. Dissertation's the other one. Yeah, no, I'm a, no, I just, I'm a bachelor's or whatever. <laughs> it's okay. um, we can keep saying it if you want. I, I'll call uh, you Dr. Kieran. Okay, Dr. Kirod, I can quickly explain. Uh, no, I did my I did my dissertation on um, Japanese media's depiction of Europe, um, which is wild. Especially, I think you'll like it a lot, Rob, if you watch Full Metal Alchemist, because it is it is uh, Europe through the eyes of like someone who's kind of vaguely read some Wikipedia articles and seen some photographs and maybe went on one holiday once um that's all you need it's that's all you need like you were talking about Hayao Miyazaki like he's kind of enamored with the three countries in Europe he's enamored with are like Ireland Wales and Italy Mm, and that's basically everywhere in his movies 
uh, especially Wh- the where's Ireland in the movies? I don't know if I've seen that. Uh, watch Tales of Earthsea. Uh, uh, that's like where you can you can very clearly see like the Welsh and Irish influence. Everyone says it's really bad, uh, but I like Ursula Le Guin and I like Studio Ghibli. So where does it go I, wrong? Uh, uh, no, I, all the I lists say it's like though. the worst one. Oh, I wouldn't say that. Um, God, no, I, no, I, I can like, imagine the lists are wrong. But I'm just waiting for a pitch. Yeah, I, I have a special place in my heart for Arietti, but I don't think Arietti's very good. Arietti was like when his son tried to take over the studio. Um, but, okay. I, like, I remember that episode of The Sopranos, too. <laughs> when, the, when the son uh, tried to take over Tony's anime studio. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, it, it's, it's... Like, that stuff's kind of legitimate because... Hayao Miyazaki like spent I think like more than a year like just running around Italy so like most of his fantasy settings are just like various parts of Italy just merged together like the north and the south and Tuscany with Venice and all sorts of stuff you see that a lot in like Kiki's delivery service Mm, um yeah I was confused Um, in Nausicaa where the hell that's supposed to be like I guess they're medieval Europe but it's very vague. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's a, of course, yeah. But like, that's that's just his kind of interpretation of fantasy, which up until very, uh, like within Japan, up until very recently, most fantasy has been like expressly Eurocentric. Um, I think like that's the importance of like Naruto. Like Naruto was specifically a project by the the author to make like a purely Japanese fantasy setting. Um, which is pretty cool for that purpose, but also it's Naruto, so whatever. Um, yeah, like th- there's just all sorts of weird shit about how they kind of view Europe and how they like view themselves. The really interesting thing is when they draw Japanese people within a TV within an anime that is set in Europe, they like really exaggerate Japanese stereotypes in a way that's kind of weirdly racist towards themselves. But then you get to also learn about like what kind of visual stereotypes they have towards European people. Like, <laughs> apparently, we have big noses and chins. That's our thing. Um, yeah, and also we have... The other thing that like I think a lot of European people kind of get their mind blown with, but apparently our eyes, according to them, are really narrow. Um, yeah, see? Europeans have, have oval-shaped eyes, whereas Japanese people have circular eyes. That's kind of the weird distinction they see. And that's how it manifests in drawings of themselves. Kieran, have I ever showed you... I was at the um, British Museum in London. Yes. And they had this whole section about, like, I don't know, Japanese history. And they had this one... I think it was from, like, 1500 or something. And it was just drawings of what other people in the world look like. No, it must have been way later than that. So it must have been somewhere between... must have been after 18... Like, the whatever the time is, the Meiji Restoration. Yeah. No, no, it, it was a time, no, there were traders, but people couldn't leave the country, so before that. And they just had like, this is what other people in the world look like. And they just had like a uh, like a Dutch family, a family from the Mughal Empire, and someone else. But the Dutch family, like, they fucking roasted them. Like, they look like little pink piggies. <laughs> like, it was hilarious. I'm going to find it now. I think I took a photo. It, like um, it was, it was like in a textbook or whatever. Like this is what the rest of the world looks like. Look at these fucking Dutch yeah. idiots. 
<laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of what they do as well. Um, they also do this weird thing where if a European or like an American appears in an anime um, set in Japan, they'll like really exaggerate their Europeanness. They'll have really big nose, really big chin, that kind of shit. But when the show is set in Europe or like a fictional Europe, they'll make everyone look more Japanese um or like what they vision it'll just be like how they draw a japanese person except they'll have blonde hair um it's like weird shit like that it's very complicated and weirdly confusing the only thing i really regret about my dissertation is well not really regret but like when i did it i did it like one year before um uh the uh, attack on titan anime came out which that's another one if you want to see like weird Japanese interpretations of Europe. Because everyone in that show is called like Henrik or Amelia and like have these, from a Japanese perspective, very European names. They also have like, like pretty German names like uh, yeah. Hans and I don't know, like weird shit like that. They're I called, don't know if it's only in the German translation. Aren't they called Jaegers? But yeah, yeah literally they the are. opening the opening line of the anime yeah. theme, the first season theme is absolute absolutely great bop for the gym. But the line is Zizen das Essen, Viesen de Jäger. They are the prey, we are the hunters. it's very fash. The show's not good. Especially when they reveal in later seasons that the Titans come from like Jews. Um, that's a whole other episode, I think, uh, of explaining that one. But, um, the other things they do is like, yeah, very, they speak kind of German in the theme song. Everyone has very German names, but at the same time, the architecture is like incredibly Tuscan. Um, the leading theory before later scenes came around was that it was actually set somewhere in like the Carpathian mountains. So it's like somewhere in Romania or Hungary. Um, oh, shit yes. like that, the like Austro-Hungarian, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Uh, fucking and also the Titans o- program that they had. The other thing is that when they shout the line in the anime "Zizen des Essen, Zizen des Jäger," they're literally showing like a picture of the queen. Um, it's all very like again what Japanese people in a weird kind of cartoonish way think of Europe and. It's really interesting to look at, especially when you start to think that, oh yeah, European countries, they're so like crazy different from each other. And then Japan is just like, Haha, no, you're not. And then they just merge them all together in their shows. I definitely appreciate Great. that. You know, they're they're more unified oh, yeah. than like we are in our idea of Europe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I think uh, to, to end off this episode, what, what would people recommend... Uh, to watch like what are you what are you planning to watch next if anyone has anything on their list um wants to go first i can i can start if people want because okay. there, there is actually something that i thought would be very comforting right now and if anyone it hasn't should seen not it, be it, house like, i will not watch house i know no, that well, i'll continue watching house but that's what i'm going to recommend <laughs> is if anyone hasn't watched it um strongly recommend nathan for you I'm going to be watching that. I have that written down. Uh, I actually do. You really not watch, watch Nathan it. for you. You would absolutely fucking love. Yeah, it. I've I've thought for a while, but I just have never seen it. You know, I have very high standards with TV shows. I only start them if I know I'm going to like them. 
So no, you need to lower your standards, man. Get into the <laughs> void. Stop. <laughs> send me send me a link. I'll watch it. Nice. Uh, Nick, you've seen Nathan for you, right? Me? No. Yeah. Okay, okay. Shit. Uh, you is... Okay, I'm going to give the pitch of Nathan for you. Nathan for you is like a mock... I've seen uh, it. Yulia? Okay, good, good. Yeah. <laughs> it's... It's like a fake reality TV show of this guy called Nathan who goes around fixing businesses and all the businesses he's interacting with think he's real, think he's like a part of an actual reality TV show that is meant to help businesses. But he just suggests all these ridiculous ideas that are technically all legal. Um, I'm trying to think of a good example Oh, yeah, he got, like, a gas station to advertise, um, like, really low gas prices uh, with the condition that you could only get those gas prices with a rebate. And then he put the the mechanism to get the rebate was, like, in a post box hidden in the middle of, like, the Sierra Nevada mountains. <laughs> uh, <laughs> What's the one where he makes a band? I think he probably did make a band at some point. Yeah, there's something about making a there's band. There's one... There's one where he like Rob, you're getting that you, you're getting that confused with 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 P Diddy. He had a whole show that was about that. <laughs> Nathan, on. if Nathan for you should do should remake making a band, making the band <laughs> with just like I don't know random people online, like like kind of producers on uh, Instagram who are trying to get famous. There's an episode where he unionizes all the taxi drivers in L.A. and starts sending death threats to Uber as a company. Well, well, he got famous with the dumb Starbucks, right? I think that was the first yeah, time I heard about Yeah, dumb Starbucks got a lot of attention, but it was already a show before that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, the dumb Starbucks thing was important because that's when everyone realized everything he was doing was real. Because people thought, like, for the longest time that it was a completely staged uh, reality TV show, that everyone on it was actors. Um, I've mentioned Children of Men and Uncut Gems. You can watch both of those. Great movies. Um, Studio Ghibli. <laughs> Everything I've talked about, I, I like. Um, for a recommendation, I just found this last night. I don't think I looked well enough. Um, if you've ever seen the documentary series The Battle of Chile, I'd highly recommend that. Three different sections Ooh. of footage on the ground of the um, basically the Allende government into the coup. Uh, they're really fantastic. I never found, I think I didn't look hard enough or it must be new. I never found an English language uh, subtitled section of part three, which is called Popular Power. And I was just Googling last night and I found it. So I'm going to watch that tonight. Um, parts one and two. Part one is like the lead up to the coup. Part two is the coup. And then part three is like a longer term view of like the workers and like these new uh, worker co ops and everything that they're building in Chile at the end of the 60s and early 70s. Um, I highly recommend it. A a country in a time of change. Um, not a happy ending. Nice. I guess my turn. Yeah. Um. Uh, I don't have any recommendations, but I'll just I guess talk about what I uh, um. Uh. What I guess I'm probably going to end up curiously watching because I haven't seen anyone actually talk about this show, but I saw an ad on hbo go that i've been stealing from my sister uh, there's a show nice. that's like kind of like man in the high castle 
but it's an HBO oh. show, so it probably is actually better. That then is like, what if Charles Lindbergh became president of the United States? And okay. Yeah, and it's like, I'm like, Charles Lindbergh was a Nazi. Like, what happens? And then it's like, the plot is that Charles Lindbergh becomes president as being a, like the uh, uh, you know candidate for the American Nazi party. And I'm like... This could go one of two ways. It could be horrible, like most alternate history things like this are. Or because it's an HBO show, it may actually be kind of decent. I don't remember the name of it, but I just saw the ad for it. Yeah, yeah it's the my, my friend recommended it to me, too. Uh, it's The Plot Against America. Oh, um, is that, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's the name of it, yeah. I saw it. Oh, uh, no. Only, yeah, the only thing, the only thing that then I was... Yeah, the only thing that then I was just curious of, because it's a thing that we may have talked about, I think, previously in the show, of like the thing I found kind of confusing with um, Man in the High Castle, the TV mm. show, not the book, really, because the book is completely different, is that they um, their perception of, like, if the Nazis ran the United States, like was just kind of like daily American life. And I don't think that they like brought that over as well in the show that like, like that the U S is quite fascism at its core or quite fascist at its core. Um, mm. And they like, I feel that they could have like handled that better in a, in a way, you know, cause it just kind of like goes and like, okay, yes, yeah, suburban America, everyone lives nicely, this and that and that. But then like deep in its underbelly is like, then this like weird, like, you know, like, um, you know, race science-y sort of, sort of stuff and this and that and that. And they try to, like, adopt too much of, like, the Nazi principles within to, like, the ideology of the U.S., which doesn't really... It just kind of comes off as clunky and awkward. So I'm curious of how they then yeah. do it in this show, of then kind of, like, showing how, like, enamored Americans are actually quite with the idea of fascism. They just don't know how to, like, put it in their heads. Like... Um, just looking at then the sense of if, look at any Trump supporter right now with how Trump is handling, um, you know, the situation with like, um, the thing that we weren't going to talk about. What? No, we're not going <laughs> to, the thing we, the thing gonna... we weren't going to talk about. I'm not going to like go into any details, Yeah. but they like, um, if it's the guy that they like, who's doing it, they like, they fucking love the militarized state and we i mean this is just with like with with everything else that we've seen in the past too they're not like these are the same people who are telling you oh yeah small government small government small government and i think that then it's really interesting that then if you have things that then are draped in a white nationalist background of like assisting people and this and that and that um like america's quite nasbol <laughs> just straight up um you know, the politics in Turingen could work very well, probably in certain parts of the United States. I'm just uh, just saying. Nas, <laughs> Nas Pol, Pol gang, where, where are you at? Don't insult Bodo Ramalo. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, it's an open question whether, like, the U.S. could even be fascist in the sense that, like... Oh, it wouldn't be, like, 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 Nazism or whatever. Because I mean, like, it would just be a military dictatorship. Like you see that now with the like militaries preparing to like control crowds and whatever in the in the upcoming in, in the coming coronavirus riots, um, and Donald Trump loves the big beautiful generals, so they're just going to roll right in, you know, whatever they're, they're like. What institution like Congress is what a fifteen percent approval rating, and what does the military have? Probably like eighty percent or something. Um, there's open questions whether that would hold if they were actually like took over, but like 
all the signs are there that just like there's not even a robust yeah, enough left that, movement like, to crush. They would just roll in and be like, now we're more like I've, I've had people tell me like like liberals tell me like, well, if the military could get things done better than Trump, then I'd vote for the military like explicitly <laughs> and not fifty year old. Damn, next election is <laughs> damn. Ele- the next election is Donald Trump versus <laughs> the Egyptian military. <laughs> I was thinking about this the other day. Um, if Steve Jobs didn't die, he would be like the Napoleon figure for all liberals in America to crush Trump and inaugurate like a tech dictatorship. Um, so, this, so I guess so, we can be so happy that Steve, didn't happen. Steve Jobs would be their like 18th Brumaire sort of. People you know, fucking Napoleon. love Steve Jobs. I forgot people like cried when he died and left flowers at Apple stores and stuff. Imagine if he were alive. I think liberals would be in mass trying to draft him to like oh God. lead an American. I, I was empire. so ha- I was so happy doing this episode because we were talking about something just so like <laughs> you know normal. And then now we mentioned that then like this weird liberal cult around fucking just evil. The, ass hey, he's dead. Steve he job. can't hurt you anymore. Yes, he can. Tim Cook, <laughs> Tim Cook is not going to be the American emperor. Don't worry. Like, don't no, worry. he doesn't. Like, he doesn't I've have it in him. It, I've heard Tim Cook next, is Louis, Brum- like, Louis Napoleon. I, I've, I've like, look, guys, it's all going to be grand because I heard the next presidential debate that the military has requested to sit down. So that's just going to be like deeply embarrassing for the military. <laughs> anyway, anyway, with all that said, with our recommendations, with us talking media shit, I think it's time to end this very, very casual episode of Corner Spatey. Yeah, we literally just got you guys to listen to like an hour and a half talking about like what we've been watching. Um. You're welcome. I mean, we could we could do worse. I feel like I could do an hour and a half of like me doing my best Sonic impression. Oh yeah, I mean cool. that's yeah. gonna be next episode. Kieran, can we watch the Sonic movie together? We can do even like a yes. live commentary track or just do an episode on it. I want to. I want to do that. This is like all right. To be very <laughs> fair, um, I legitimately once listened to the full E1 episode of them just talking about chips. That was like an hour and fifteen minutes of my time that I will never get back. You're saying you want to do that? Uh, yeah. So I think that's that's uh, to cope with quarantine. This is now just like a media podcast. So that's that's cool. But like we don't even like analyze it properly. We're just like, yeah, watching that. It's cool. Whatever. What are you watching? Hey, it's yeah. about neoliberalism. Hey, Martin Scorsese hey guys, movies. Guys, that's neoliberalism. Fast. That was sick. <laughs> Damn. This is oh, gonna be a big. I wish I could run that. <laughs> also, to to defend my uh, media credits, I was confusing the plot against America with another Philip Roth book, American Pastoral. Excuse me. American Pastoral has the '60s uh, weather oh, underground shut characters. Shut up, you nerd! Oh, sorry. <laughs> watch Food Wars. Yeah, Rob, you should definitely watch Food Wars. The food looks really good in it too. That's that that alone is enough to watch the show. It's just like how somehow animated food looks better than real food. But uh, it's it's important. I, It'll also break your. I realized a long time ago. It's very enjoyable. Like if you're going to be any kind of vegetarian or try to be vegan. You either have to like really love to cook or just not give a fuck. And I am in the second category. I will eat like a jar of peanut butter every day if I have to. Uh, I just can't. You have, that's why you have I can't get too worked up about it. food. Oh. You, uh, you, you messaged me for a recipe the other day. That is not true. Yeah, I'm cooking because my partner is working and studying and I'm trying to cook for her. <laughs> yeah, no, that's how it starts, Rob. It's like trying to impress other people and then suddenly you actually give a fuck about cooking that's yeah. how it works yeah if me i would just eat my protein shake for dinner 
All right. Well, with that revelation, <laughs> ciao from me. Four scoops of the of the mix: sixty uh, percent rice protein, forty percent pea protein, some apple milk. Um, you can make your own oat milk or just use water, but the oat milk makes it tastier. A little bit of uh, all natural peanut butter, hundred percent peanuts. Mix <laughs> that up. This? What is this? This is nonsense. <laughs> That's proprietary blend. The Cornish Bay Tea Protein Shake. 100% God vegan. Damn it. God damn it. Oh, God. Watch Food Wars. Yeah. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Oh, hey. Yulia is about to defend my protein bye. shake. <laughs> no, no. I, I want to say bye. I'm sorry. Like, I, I can't. I'm too exhausted for talking. It's That's like, all right. Uh, Yulia okay. um, got shot in the leg during the food wars. She's, uh, <laughs> no, she's recovering. Just, no, I wasn't feeling good on on the weekend, so Yulia has coronavirus. I thought I would be better and able to talk now, but at some point I was just not listening anymore. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> sorry. Can I have one final question for everybody? Um, I'm sure we've all thought we have coronavirus at some point. So, on a scale of one to ten, how likely is it that you personally have coronavirus? Uh, I'm putting myself right at a three. Uh, okay, right now I have like a running nose. Uh, my eyes hurt. My ears hurt. I feel cold. Honestly, sounds like you have the flu. The temperature says I have less than 36 degrees, so I'm probably dying. Julius <laughs> <laughs> is already a corpse. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's reverse corona I'm doing. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, Yulia has already died. The The last uh, hour and a half of recording was actually just uh, very complex gas escaping from her body. <laughs> it just sounded like audio content. It was very... <laughs> yeah, probably. It's, it's amazing how that happened. Um, I feel great. So, I'm, I'm like a zero. Yeah, Yulia's a zero, but she clearly has the flu, so she's actually a 10 for the flu. Um, Ooh, I'm a 10. No. But only for the flu. <laughs> I think I'm like I think I'm at like a one, a two, maybe. I don't know. Mm. I felt pretty shitty this week, but since the weather got bad again, I feel good. Wait, you feel better when the weather's bad? Well, yeah, because my allergies then went away when the weather, like when it snowed today. Uh, yeah, for yeah. me, it can't be allergies then. Yeah. Be- uh, like it was allergies before, but now it's like. Yeah. I also have like a bit itch on the throat, but not like a sore throat or something. Yeah, mine was definitely allergies because today I feel like 110. percent I feel I feel real good. So I had really bad hay fever for most of my life, but whatever type of pollen I am allergic to does not exist in Germany. So I'm a fucking king in this land. Cool, awesome, <laughs> welcome, woo! And on on, Yay, on congrats, Kieran. Yeah, on that note of Kieran just being so fucking healthy, having a zero percent chance of coronavirus and no allergies in all Germany, right. uh, woo! we will see you all next week. Yeah, sorry guys for not being on the whole time. We will t- see you no next way. week with our live commentary, like a commentary track of the Sonic movie. Of the Sonic movie? Mm-hmm. Oh no. <laughs>